Hi everyone, welcome to the Femina Podcast, where we chat about topics that need to be talked about more and topics that inspire empowerment. My name is Elise, I'm a co-founder of Femina & Co and your host for this episode. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Femina & Co, check out our website at www.feminaandco.com and subscribe to our Patreon for exclusive content for the minimum price of a dollar at patreon.com forward slash Femina & Co. You'll find all the links to everything I just mentioned in the description box for this episode. Also, if you want, follow the Femina Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify to keep up with our awesome content. And if you feel like it, give us a like on Spotify and rate us on iTunes. We would definitely appreciate that. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy this week's episode. One, two, three, let's go. Hello everyone and welcome to this episode in which we answer all the questions that you guys had about hormonal and non-hormonal birth control. So there have been many, many, many questions about this topic. <laughs> really a lot. So I'm trying to answer them all in themes uh, because there were like frequently asked questions and then there is also something that I would like to add personally. So. It's like a combination of a Q&A and me just sharing my knowledge and experience. Um, for those of you who didn't know, I'm an orthomolecular hormone specialist and then specialized in female hormones uh, in the fertile age range, age window. I don't know, you get it. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's basically from when uh, girls start to have their peri- periods until they go into uh, menopause or premenopause. So yeah, that's my yeah, that's my specialty actually, but I soon found out that if you want to, you know, help women with their hormones, you must know all about birth control. And it's very weird in my opinion because there is no, you know, education for it. There is not like a, a course you can follow that says become a birth control specialist. Um so it's First of all, I just want to point this out because there is basically no one on this earth <laughs> who is birth control specialist and um, that's very weird because we do need a lot of help and guidance and we do need you know, to spread more knowledge about how this actually works. And that brings me to the next topic and that is that honestly we don't really know, like know that know in a way that it's scientifically proven. Um, how it works because there has been a very limited amount of research um, on how birth control works and this has also a lot to do with the fact that we don't even know how many hormones there are in the human body and we don't know how they interact with each other Um, and (laughs) please don't you know become sad or feel like this episode is going to be useless because it is going to be very useful and I'm going to share a lot, a lot of very uh, beneficial um, information but it's also good to know that you know we have this birth control pill that causes us to suppress our own hormones and to add a synthetic, well a a new hormone basically um, in your body without you know um, even knowing what the effect is going to be because first 
first things first we don't know how many hormones there are and then we don't know how they interact with each other so we have no clue about what is going to be happening uh, if we take out an entire hormone and then add a new one because all hormones interact with each other so like a higher amount of hormone a is going to cause a decrease or increase in hormone b meaning that all is connected in our body everything is connected um, and this also brings me to the next part and that is that we have no clue about how big the impact is and also it is not talked about um, because we often think that hormones have only to do with menstrual cycle but that's not true hormones initiate every single body process so if your hormones are out of balance then they cause thousands millions i don't know <laughs> like we don't know no one knows how many you know processes are going to be influenced but it is good to realize that if you currently suffer from depression um hair loss burnout loss of memory muscle cramps uh, mild digestion so you have digestive issues or you're bloated or you're tired you suffer from exhaustion this can all be caused by either birth control or an imbalance in um, your basic hormones such as estrogen and progesterone um, so yeah having that said i hope this is not too much information and not too long of a disclaimer um, but i think it's just very important to realize that um, so yeah, let me start off by the first question and that is how does birth control actually work? Because even though we take the pill every single day, we have almost no idea what it actually does uh, to our bodies. Um, so very simply put, the pill works by suppressing your ovulation, meaning that there is no egg that can be fertilized, meaning that you can't get pregnant. And in this way um it is almost similar to a state of constant pregnancy but i will tell you later why this is not true but i mean if you go to your doctor or maybe even your teacher in high school they probably told you that if you take the pill uh, you get an extra hormone in your body and that mimics a state of pregnancy um so as i said it works by adding hormones to your system and even though the hormones differ in every single um, birth control, type of birth control, the most used uh, con hormonal contraception uh, contains estrogen and progesterone. So not progesterone, what we, what we usually, usually have like naturally, but it contains progesterone. And um, that brings me to the next question because there is this new hormone you don't have your own hormones you have a new hormone so what is the impact of birth control on your body what is the impact so as i said before hormones are responsible for all body processes therefore everything that happens in your body is initiated by the presence or absence of certain hormones uh, progestin is a synthetic hormone that almost looks like progesterone so it tricks your body into thinking that it is pregnant which makes your body stop ovulating as i said before um, but it also means that there is a complete absence of the hormone progesterone 
and that's very important because I will later tell what the birth control itself does to your body but it is also important to know that what the absence of progesterone does to your body so progesterone usually is responsible for a lot of great things (laughs) it is the hormone that helps us to boost calm energy so not like the hyped energy but more like the calm and focused balanced out energy it's preventing adrenal fatigue it's smoothing your mood as i said before it's bettering your sleep it's also responsible for relieving anxiety it nourishes your hair and clears your skin so it's basically responsible for having a good skin and great hair it lightens your period so if you have a heavy period uh, it's usually due to the fact that there is too little progesterone or uh, the combination estrogen versus progesterone isn't isn't fully healthily balanced but it's good to know that a healthy level of progesterone um, lightens your period it's also preventing autoimmune disease and it's building great bones and muscles and as if that wasn't enough it's also helping you um, protecting you actually against cancer and for me a very important one to add is that it also um, is used to build cortisol so cortisol is a stress hormone as you might know so that is built out of Uh, progesterone meaning that if you are on birth control uh, or you suffer from PCOS or amenorrhea this this is the absence of an ovulation or even a period um, your stress levels very simply put your stress levels are constantly high since cortisol can be produced to help your body deal with you know what's going on Um, so you might find yourself acting emotional or having a lot of thoughts you know overthinking having a chaotic mind or forgetting a lot Um, so that's that's just what the absence of progesterone does to your body and there is a very high chance that you or one of your friends uh, is on birth control not to prevent pregnancy but to help regulate the hormones Um, well as you now understand birth control does not regulate your hormones it rather prevents your body from producing them and it will add a synthetic hormone instead so being on birth control is not it is not the same as having healthy hormone levels and this is just very very important to know Um, what you can use as if you're a visual person then you can you know see like uh the hormone levels during the month usually they fluctuate so it's like estrogen rises then it falls then progesterone comes and then it falls again but when you're on birth control you have progesterone so not even your own hormone that is constantly higher than estrogen and it's like a straight line and then it drops and then you have a bleeding um but we don't you know we don't learn this in school our gp doesn't tell us this but i i just needed to add because it's important um then we come to what uh progesterone which is the hormone that is in birth control does to your body as i said before i can tell you now what we know that it does to your body but there is also a lot that we don't know because there is very limited research um the best and also most general but it is really the best because we don't know 
um, advice that I can give you is that if you are on birth, birth control, you are meant to have no side effects at all. So if you do experience any discomfort in your body that you think might be related to your birth control, or maybe you might not even consider it to be related to your birth control because we have it for such a long time, um, it is due to this new hormone added in your system and the absence of another. Um, one of the things that you might notice is that you suffer from acne for example you are tired you experience weight gain or you experience a lot of muscle cramps you experience um, the disability to concentrate on something for a longer time you feel a lot of stress in your body or like a lot of rush as if you need to constantly do something you might uh, crave more foods you might find yourself constantly hungry or hangry um, you might find yourself shaking or trembling or even passing out after you didn't eat a lot because it destabilizes our blood level, blood sugar level. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so those are just just a few, just a few things that birth control can do to your body. Um, then what I think is very important is that it also depletes your body of minerals and if you want to learn more about you know how this exactly works i would highly uh, advise reading the our blog my blog actually that i wrote it's called how the uh, pill causes you to gain weight and i know this might just know that this is like a clickbait title because i want to inform as many women as possible and this is just something that a lot of women click on but the blog is not about weight it is about how the pill influences your body and one of the things that it does is that it increases the amount of fat that is stored um by five to ten percent um so that's why i put that in the title but know that if you read the subtitle you will know that it's like good scientific research that talks about so much more than just you know fat percentage because it's like it's a very minimal indicator of you know what's going on in your body um, having that said your body is being depleted from minerals and vitamins uh, such as the B complex so like all B vitamins vitamin C magnesium and zinc and as I said all B, vit B vitamins so also B9 uh, which is called folic acid which if you are currently trying to conceive is a very important uh, vitamin to add but you just got if you come off of birth control and you want to conceive after it's very important to get a lot of b9 because it's needed for a healthy pregnancy and also for a conception so that's just good to know and while it depletes your body it also um is causing an accumulation of certain vitamins and minerals such as copper and lead uh lead as in pb for the mineral, um, how do you call this, Min mineral name, scientific name. So it's very important to know because, you know, an accumulation toxins, actually, there is not really like a definition of toxins because everything can be toxic in a certain amount. So toxins actually is accumulation, meaning that even though copper and lead are uh, metals that your body usually has like naturally has this accumulation is toxic 
and this can also lead to copper toxicity which i will tap into later mm, the next question that i get asked really really a lot if what if i want to keep using birth control uh, and yet keep my body as healthy as possible well um i get it that if you want to keep using using birth control it's completely fine with me i am not against birth control or against freedom of choice i mean we all you know we owe a lot we owe our freedom to birth control or like among other things we also you know birth control has been a huge contributor into making it uh, possible for women to get their education and build up their careers and uh you know to have fun without without having a second thought about maybe getting pregnant or maybe not so if you want to keep using birth control it is completely fine um however um it is you know taking a toll on your health um as i you know talked about before so it is important that if you use birth control you must be extremely not extremely but just a little bit extra careful on how you treat your body um, so it is very important to always listen to your body and just observe, uh, observe um, what your body needs so that you can give it, give yourself what you need. And this is extra tricky because birth control also kind of shuts down the communication with our bodies because there is one hormone that's gone and a new hormone that's added. So it's very hard to bring your consciousness in your body and really feel what is going on because um, what i hear a lot is that it's birth control causes you to be in your head a lot instead of in your body and to connect with yourself um, so even though it's hard please still try to do so because it's important and it is the only way that you know what is best for you because i can i don't I cannot tell you what is best for you. You know yourself best. You know your body best. So try to, you know, build a real relationship with your body. Um, so that about listening to your body. <laughs> uh, now about what you maybe put into your body. Um, and that is not only food. It's also circumstances. It's also thoughts. It's also relationships. It's also content it's also social media it's like everything but let's start with the most tangible and easiest one and that is limit processed uh, foods even though if you enjoy it then you know go ahead and enjoy your processed meal but since your your uh, birth control is also causing um, your digestion to be just off it's harder for your body to process uh, certain foods like to really digest it um, meaning that eating a lot of hard foods that are difficult to digest um, causes more stress in the body so physical stress and as i said there is already a lot of stress because there's no progesterone thus cortisol cannot be produced meaning that it's easier to get adrenal fatigue and um, if you're also adding a lot of physical stress then it's just an accumulation of stress in the body and stress is like the one thing that we yeah just must avoid or must try to avoid or limit um because it's the biggest contributor to getting uh illnesses so that about processed foods 
then it's important to also supplement minerals um, and vitamins and minerals the one that i uh, just mentioned before so b complex c magnesium and zinc and uh, maybe also extra if you feel like you need iron for example it's also good to add that and of course healthy fats um, can be both from algs so it's called um, in the netherlands it's called ipa um, but you can also take fish oil for example if you're not vegan then uh, limit the amount of physical stress added as I already mentioned, your body has a lot of stress. So if you add a lot of physical stress, so for example, you don't eat. This is like starving yourself or skipping a lot of meals is a huge contributor to having a lot of physical stress. So realize that skipping a meal is not strong. It is not beneficial. It is, yeah, it's adding to, you know, bringing your body out of balance highly recommend listening to the episode i recorded before and that is about diet culture and uh, kind of crafting your own optimal diet and then i mean diet i mean just everything we eat so diet for me is just the foods that we put into our mouths it has nothing to do with restricting or counting calories it has just to do with food and eating which is something that we all do every single day so Please don't get another association with the word diet. Uh, so yeah, if you were interested in that, listen to the podcast I recorded before. Then, um, because there is so much stress already in your body, uh, practice mindfulness in your unique way. So if it works for you to go to the beach or go to the park or, you know, cuddle your dog or sing in the shower or meditate, do yoga do whatever you need to lower the stress in your body and to feel happy because birth control also um, limits the amount of serotonin that is uh, produced and it also increases the breakdown of it so this might cause you to feel a little less happy serotonin is our happy hormone basically so um, it's important that you do a lot of stuff that makes you happy so <laughs> uh, that you don't really notice that. Um, so yeah, that about what you can do for your body if you're on birth control. Then the next question is, can I still work out if I'm on birth control? What do I need to think about? What is the influence of um, birth control on my physical um, like? performance um so i'm answering all those questions in i'm answering all those questions in this um next kind of chapter of uh, the episode so for me what i find very interesting is that scientific research has proven many times that it takes three times longer for women who are on birth control to reach the same result um as it takes women who are not on birth control so it's not about reaching a certain level it's about having a, uh, an increase in strength and um, cardiovascular capacity so relatively it's like it's all in percentage is not about the actual you know weight that that's lifted but to make progress so this is about the progress it takes three times longer if you're on birth control than if you're not on birth control which to me is a huge indicator for all that it's 
you know, influencing in your body and all the body processes that are being influenced by it. So besides the fact that it takes longer to get results, the chance of, chance of injuries also higher because it decreases the body's capacity to heal itself and also thus to heal muscle uh, after the workout. So you might find yourself sore a lot or having muscle cramps, but also during the workout. So if you do a high impact workout, it is possible that your body is not able to, you know, handle it. So it's important to be extra careful. And then there is also a higher chance of depletion uh, of the body if you work out a lot. <clears throat> because working out, you know, asking a lot of stuff from your body usually already depletes or uses vitamins and min minerals from your body to get the processes started that are needed to perform and also to heal after. Um, but since your body is already being depleted by the birth control itself, you start at kind of like a minus zero. So it's like you go from minus zero to like minus 20. Whereas if you're like, if you're norm, so I don't know if I said this right, but what I mean by this is that because you're already depleted, you will deplete more whereas if you're not on birth control you won't be depleted so you'll just deplete a little but that's okay because that's what our bodies are meant to do we're meant to you know have processes and do stuff next question and that is what do i do if i don't want to get pregnant and also don't want to take hormonal birth control so um as i said in the beginning i am a hormone specialist and now I'm also learning a lot, a lot, really a lot about birth control, um, but I am not an expert in hormone-free contraception. So I am planning to interview someone who is, or who knows maybe more about it, because from my personal experience, I can, I can only tell from my personal experience, but I haven't tried, you know, many, many options. I did try the copper IUD, and now I'm trying, trying. Um, just to track my own fertility in three different ways so i can tell you about that but that's basically all the knowledge that i have on this topic um so i will share that that's important to know um so um starting with the copper iud that is um the first usually the first thing people think about when it comes to hormone free contraception um, for me, I always knew that I didn't want to take the pill, so I never took the pill. I just went straight to the copper IUD because I didn't, even though I didn't know a lot about, you know, hormones and how it all works, I just felt like it wasn't good to shut down my whole system. Um, so I went for the copper IUD thinking it was all going to be fine, but it wasn't. I would highly recommend reading my blog that I wrote about it or, uh, the episodes that I recorded about it. Um, in this podcast with multiple women who have also had the copper IUD and have the worst experience ever so for all the women including myself who I spoke to we've got copper toxicity from the copper IUD and this can lead to things as uh, extreme exhaustion um, depression migraines illnesses cancer uh, hair loss acne extreme you know, heavy periods, OCD, um, actually all the women I spoke to also were suicidal at one point, 
so yeah it's like it's a huge influence so if you are considering taking the iud of course you're always free to do so if you feel like it's going to suit you but it's important that you also educate yourself well before making the choice because my gp never told me that you know this could happen and also i didn't find a lot of stuff online so i had no clue so when all this stuff started to happen to me i blamed myself because i thought it was in me you know me doing this to myself me being depressed me you know being exhausted was yeah so i just blamed myself whereas it was just this thing that i put in my womb and after i got it out everything <laughs> changed so it wasn't me um so that's important very very important to know i say that i noticed that i'm saying that a lot during this episode well that's because it's a very important episode okay so what do i do um now so of course there are condoms you know if you don't want to track your fertility if you want to have a one night stand for example if you like or if your period has been off or if you're just starting out uh with you know tracking your fertility it's important to always use uh, condoms they are there in every shape every size every flavor every everything so i'm sure that you will find one that um is pleasant to both you and your partner um for me what i do now ever after having tracked my cycle for for multiple months and i say this um with like this ex exclamation is that the word mark the thing that says that it's very important but i didn't want to say it again but this is very important track your cycle know your body know when you're fertile know when you're not so that you know because this is um it is a responsibility for you to look after yourself and if you are not sure how your cycle is going or as i say you're just starting by finding out how your cycle is going just be yeah just act with caution um then if <laughs> if you are tracking your cycle or you have tracked it for uh, some time now um then maybe you can do what uh well first i want to say currently i don't have a partner so i do it now for myself just to you know um keep on knowing my body so even though i don't have a partner right now i still do those methods that i did when i did have a partner because both him and i we agreed that this was the best best method and he had no problems at all with me starting stopping hormonal birth control and i have spoken to so many guys because uh, about this topic and actually none of them has ever you know said well if my girlfriend wants to stop then I, w- I wouldn't let her and also i've spoken to many girls now uh who stopped hormonal birth control and n- they all thought that their boyfriend would be kind of upset about it you know that we would you know make him wear a condom and that he would hate it for example but this never happened this never happened and just think about it for a second if you're with someone who respects you and who loves you he wants you to be the best version of you and that is also beneficial for him because if you're having a migraine and being hangry and being tired all the time it's also not a fun you know fun thing for him so i am sure that if you discuss this with your partner he will be loving and open and understanding um yeah about it and if you don't 
feel comfortable talking to him yourself then maybe you can have him listen to this episode and then i'm sure he will understand and fully support all your choices and um that makes it also make brings me to the next thing it is you making choices for yourself so i just edit this because it's important because a lot of girls think about it before you know considering stopping hormonal birth control but it's you making the best choice for you if he's not agreeing then well just fill this in for yourself but i'm sure he will but it is about you making this choice to increase your quality of life to increase your health to feel good you know to build this relationship with your body because you want to okay so <laughs> this was my my little rant about that um then i will now finally start with telling you what i do so the first and most known thing that i do every single morning is i measure my temperature and this is uh, called the basal body temperature and um, what you do is you measure your body temperature every morning before moving before going to the toilet before you know uh, turning around an extra time in your bed before snoozing if you wake up you put the temperature um, the thing you measure your temperature with in your mouth and you measure and do this for your whole cycle and if you've done this a couple of cycles you will notice that uh, on the day of your ov ovulation or the day before depending on you know your body you'll notice that it rises so it can rise between 1.2 and 1 degree celsius on average and this that means that um, you are fertile and what's also funny to know is that women are only fertile for 24 hours every cycle 24 hours of every cycle that's really not a lot and even though we are only fertile for 24 hours our fertile window is on average i think five days um since sperm can survive for five days in your womb so it's not because you are fertile for five days it's because if you have intercourse if you have sex why am i using this word is if you have sex then sperm can survive for five days in your womb so then the sperm is still there if your egg is also there you know so it's that's how it works basically body temperature so you'll notice that it will rise during your ovulation and then it will um drop before your period so if you measure your um temperature every morning you will know uh, on which day you're going to have a period which it can be very handy if you for example you know are wearing a white pants and you don't want to start <laughs> bleeding in your pants you will know in the morning if that's going to happen or not um so that about the temperature method i would not advise using this as the only tool um because there are just more ways to also track and this brings me to the next which is cervical fluid to me personally this is one of the most reliable ones of the three because it is not being influenced by for example fever uh, or or movement or you know it's not going to be influenced by anything because it's just your cervical fluid and i say this now that it's one of the most reliable tools or i think the most reliable of the three for me personally this time uh, in the beginning it was very difficult for me to tell because i have very little and i really had to go 
you know and look for it if you know what i'm saying so even if you have very little because i think i have like extremely very small amount um it is still possible to use this as a tool for you to know when you are fertile and when you are not and i said i had to go and look for it and this falls you know kind of can be combined with the third method which is cervical position because when you're fertile uh, your cervix um, is higher so it lays higher the position is higher it is softer and it is a little bit more open uh, while on your non-fertile days the position is lower and it feels more more solid almost and it is more closed and as i said it is lower and higher so there's this like literally opened also a world for me while on on some days like certain positions now that we're talking about sex and stuff are like better while on other days they are more painful and this is because your cervix changes position well for me this was mind mind blowing actually so i just wanted to add that even though no one asked but yeah um then there are of course some other less reliable signs that your body tells you uh, that can help you tune in with your cycle uh, as i said i am using these three in a combination so not one of the three three and i do it every day and i know my body and i've done it for a couple months um so i still use condoms sometimes well as i said i don't have a partner but when i did i still used condoms on you know around my fertile window um but not every day so it's you can also choose you know not to have sex in your fertile time or you you know just do whatever you're free you know you know what you want just do it but as i said be careful and act with caution prepare with caution this brings me to the next and that is if you are not sure if you're fertile or uh, your cycle changes or maybe you skip a period always use protection because you ovulate before you bleed so if you have skipped a cycle and you will ovulate before you have a bleeding meaning you can get pregnant before ever seeing a period like the the bleed of a period um so that that's very important and um this is basically all the information that i have about non-hormonal contraception as i said if you want me to have a chat with an expert who maybe know, knows more uh please comment it or uh, ask us questions about the topic if there are more questions about birth control how your body works um you know everything basically everything or you want to let us know uh, someone that you know that we should interview or you would just want to let us know that you love our episodes <laughs> you can always slide in our dm um we would love that so this was the entire episode i am done i hope you enjoyed it i feel like i've talked for ages so i'm just gonna say bye i love you guys a lot i'm sending you the biggest virtual hug and yeah speak to you in the next episode bye <laughs>
check out the links below so you can follow us on Instagram, check out our website and subscribe to our Patreon for more exclusive content. If you have some time, go rate us on iTunes and like us on Spotify. It really helps our rating and to draw in more listeners. Thank you so much for listening, guys, and see you next time.